Welcome to the Compliance 911 Show, a no-nonsense podcast discussing hot topics for today's busy compliance professional. It's everything you wanted to know about regulatory compliance, but we're afraid to ask. And now, here are your hosts, Dean Stockford of M&M Consulting and Len Suzio of Geodata Vision. Well, Dean, Happy New Year. This is the first recording of 2023. Uh, we are now entering our third year of monthly podcast, uh, and we've touched on many topics. So what kind of exciting topic are you bringing to the audience as we begin 2023? Well, Happy New Year to you as well, Len. It's been quite a ride over the last two years. As you mentioned, we're heading into our third year. Uh, and it's been amazing how our podcast continues to break records across the country headed into this third year. Um, I knew we were good, but not that good. From from when we started, actually, in, in, in early 2021, uh, we have managed to hit every state in the United States, and we're in five different countries, which is, uh, to me, nothing short of amazing. Amen. I guess people are finding uh, the podcast definitely informative and interesting, and that's the whole goal, is to educate our audience. Uh, the statistics are certainly impressive and hopefully will continue to grow. And you and I are just getting a more experience at this media, uh, and I know I'm find it, finding it uh, actually kind of fun and relaxing uh, to dialogue with you about some important topics that face the banking community. No, I, I absolutely agree. Uh, it has been a, a fun ride and I'm looking forward to 2023. And it it certainly is a, a nice little pivot from what we do probably every day uh, operationally. So this is uh, it's definitely good. But I, you know, I figured I'd jump right into uh, uh, to 2023 and actually give people kind of a, a, a peek uh, uh, inside or, or our actual perspective on what are the regulatory hot topics? I follow many different publications, have read extensively on what is going on in the industry. So I've compiled a list of things folks should be aware of, I think, in 2023. So I think that would be a great topic or topics to start with in 2023. Uh, I'm excited to hear what you're going to be discussing today, uh, Dean, which I'm certain will be of interest to our audience. Yeah, well, I kind of broke it down. Like I indicated, there's kind of a myriad of things coming at us. And this is certainly not intended to be an all-inclusive type of uh, 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 hot topic uh, discussion. But I thought I'd touch on just a few of the real, real hot items that what, in, in certain cases have come from last year, carrying over into this year. And then there's some newer stuff that are on the horizon as well. But um, let, me, uh, let me first uh, start with um, something that did carry over from last year, and that is the multiple representment of fees uh, on certain overdraft programs. Late last year, the FDIC uh, issued guidance about the risks associated with assessing uh, non-sufficient funds arise, arising from the representment of the same unpaid item. Um, this practice has also raised uh, uh, UDAP concerns, unfair, deceptive, abusive acts and practice risk, and in most cases had has resulted in institutions having to pay some restitution. Um, these mm -hmm. practices need to be reviewed in depth 
with disclosures being updated and any corrective lookbacks completed. And I would certainly encourage everybody to go look at the guidance um, that's uh, readily available all, online. Well, Dean, I know this representment issue continues to linger. And with especially with the heightened attention on UDAP for multiple areas, I agree this will continue to be a hot topic in 2023. Yeah, I agree as well. And uh, uh, the next area, I think that, you know, uh, uh, not to not to jump off the tracks and move right on, but we have a lot to cover today. So I'll uh, I'll get into another significant impact. And I, I believe that that would be uh, Dodd-Frank 1071. Uh, you and I have talked about it before, but these provisions deal mm -hmm. with small business data collection. And as I understand it, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau plans to issue uh, final rules by March of, uh, of this year. Uh, the proposed will nearly double the number of data points required to be collected on small business loans, including the information about race and demographics. In addition, coverage will be for any financial institutions who make more than 25 small business loans annually. These changes will have significant implications for both fair lending and CRA. I also think it is particularly important for credit unions to pay close attention to this, as it appears to be a, a backdoor, I guess you could call it, quote unquote, into getting credit unions to report data similar to CRA for which banks have to do regularly. Yes, and actually uh, any financial institution, uh, bank, credit union, uh, commercial uh, finance company, etc., will be subject potentially to the uh, Dodd-Frank 1071. And as you pointed out, there's a lot more data points to be collected and reported. Uh, so they're going to be a broadening of the audience. It's going to significantly expand uh, in terms of coverage and who's got to report and a whopping increase in the, the amount of information that's got to be reported to with very few exemptions. Yeah. So, it, yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Len, but I was going to say kudos uh, because I know that you've uh, done a, just a remarkable job unpacking uh, CRA as well as uh, this particular topic that I just mentioned, uh, Dodd-Frank 1071. So um, obviously your your insight is fabulous, and I I appreciate uh, I, I I appreciate you saying that 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 we are going to have some significant implications. <laughs> oh, absolutely! That's an understatement. I would say it's going to be huge. <laughs> yeah. uh, so 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 far, you've identified two issues: re the representment issue and Dodd Frank 1071. What other topics you see being the hot topics for 2023 as we begin the year? Yeah, well, another one that's actually, like I said, near and dear to your heart, uh, and that is uh, uh, CRA. Um, I won't go into detail, you know, extensive detail about it, but I, I felt it was worthy of, of mentioning that, um, and, and I, perhaps I should pause for a moment before I do skip on, because um, maybe you can give us just a quick... Uh, uh, update on, on where you see the notice of proposed rulemaking going. Um, so I'll let me, yeah, let me ask you that while, sure. while I touched on that topic, just briefly, if you wouldn't mind. Sure. Well, as we're recording this podcast at the end of January of 2023, people I know down in Washington have told me that it'll be more like the end of March, beginning of April before we'll see the, uh, the final, <clears throat> what I'll call the 2023 CRA rule. Uh, but I think that they're going to wait until Dodd-Frank 1071 has been published because the proposed CRA rule uh, has heavy reliance on Dodd-Frank itself. 
and also the provisions that are in the proposed CRA rule, as you and I have discussed before, are complex would be an understatement. Convoluted would be probably more appropriate. And I hope and believe that uh, that a lot of what was proposed will not be uh, actually in the final rule or will be modified in a way uh, that will be pragmatic versus uh, the the provisions which I think are incredibly onerous and unrealistic, like the assessment area delineation rules. But that's a topic to get into uh, for another day. We've touched upon it in previous uh, podcasts, and we're waiting to see exactly what the agencies come out with the final rule. Fantastic. So, wow. Yep. That's so great. What else? What else are you thinking about, Dean? There's, I mean, wow, we're already beginning with four or so heavy, heavy topics. Yeah. Uh, and if you got more online, I, I think yeah. our audience might want to get an adult beverage before they continue to listen. Go ahead. Yeah. No, you know, I actually thought about the Bloody Mary mix before we got started today. But uh, yeah, another area which is really outside of my expertise, but I've I've been reading a lot about it and, and certainly you have experience internally. Uh, with it, um, um, and that is cybersecurity reporting. Uh, the, critical, the, the Critical Infrastructure Act of 2022 will require reporting of cyber incidents uh, to CISA, which is the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, within 72 hours from the time the entity reasonably believed the incident occurred in ransomware payments to CISA within 24 hours of payment. Mm-hmm. Uh, we expect to see the notice of proposed rulemaking sometime probably in 2024. I bring it up now, though, because it is possible that it may happen in 2023. Um, so we still have some time on the particular topic, but just to, again, heighten awareness that this is coming down the pipe. I would encourage folks to start thinking about it now. Um, and when the NPR comes out, uh, we are all ready to respond to it and you know, again, remember CRA, short comment period, and 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 quite frankly, uh, I wouldn't say a, a very good uh, proposed rule. Um, and 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 you know, you know, I'm not to uh, uh, keep talking about CRA, but I, I think we we certainly uh, could have inserted a hell of a lot more comments um, to perhaps derail this thing or at least modify that proposed rule version. Well, you know, it's interesting, Dean, in a previous podcast, we did talk about the new rule or the proposed rule, I should say. uh, And I think there's a distinct possibility it could be litigated if it's finalized as been proposed. Uh, The Bank Policy Institute wrote a 60 page comment letter in which it identified and explained at least three legal uh, aspects of the uh, proposed rule that are highly questionable. So even when the final rule comes out, it may be, it might be challenged legally, which could delay its implementation. Uh, but I, I like what you just said that bankers should be on their toes. They should be aware of what's under development. They should be proactive. They should start anticipating uh, the development of uh, the 1071 CRA, uh, the presentment rules and, uh, and cybersecurity reporting uh, rather than just sit back and wait for it to happen, uh, it's it's better to start thinking about the implications for your institution and preparing for this uh, these changes in uh, bank regulatory requirements. Uh, but do you have other things you think, Dean? Uh, not to pile on too much, but yeah. what else do you think is coming down the pike? 
Yeah, and again, I did select uh, just a few of the key hot topics, in my opinion, and, and again, from my perspective. But uh, this one is also, again, near and dear to us because you and I have collaborated already on uh, on several different uh, uh, tasks relative to climate risk. And uh, But I think it's probably going to be one of the hottest areas of our time. And although the guidance thus far from the OCC and the FDIC references financial institutions with assets of $100 billion, um, I would encourage financial institutions uh, to take that with a, with a grain of salt because uh, we've already seen some evidence um, uh, of these policies trickling down into community banks. And in 2023, uh, we, ex we expect to see steps to finalize proposals. But at a minimum, I think community bankers should assess the physical risk as it relates to climate events, and by all means, do not ignore this just because you're under that $100 billion threshold. Um, it's coming. It is coming like a gigantic tsunami. Um, and uh, I just think uh, uh, complacency because you're under a certain dollar threshold is going to catch you, a blindside you, um, and, and really get you into trouble. Well, Dean, actually, apropos to that, as you know, the New York uh State Department of Financial Services has actually published uh, uh, guidance uh, or proposed guidance regarding this. And they, in New York State, would require all banks, regardless of their size, plus credit unions, any financial organization, to be subject to uh, climate risk analysis and climate risk uh, uh, assessments, basically. So you are dead on right that. Uh, community bankers should not sit back and think, well, that's something for just the, the big guys to worry about. It's definitely going to be hitting every bank at every level, just like uh, Dodd-Frank in 1071. They lowered the threshold, uh, as has been proposed, to only 25 small business loans a year for the previous two years. And all of a sudden you become a reporter. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a long way from being, you know, like a, a $1.5 billion institution. So, uh, I, I believe climate risk is going to become a big and hot topic. I agree with you. And I agree with you that uh, banks have got to be on their toes and keeping their eyes open and start thinking about what the implications are going to be uh, for their institutions when these new developments continue into 2023. Yeah. So you've, you've, these are really big topics and you, you and I could uh, really just that list right there. We could start doing about 20 recordings right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anything else you'd like to discuss Dean or any yeah. advice to give the audience? You know, and I, I hate to overwhelm you and I talk about this all the time and uh, with information, but I would be remiss if I didn't mention at least the following and that is fair lending as it relates to full data analysis, uh, obviously with 1071, which we talked about CRA, which we talked about, uh, UDAP, which we talked about, and climate risk. So I think that's a key area that people should pay attention to. Uh, fraud, uh, again, uh, this area area continues to evolve. Uh, we could see some proposed changes to the Electronic Funds Transfers Act uh, in the form of liability. I, I actually had a pretty lengthy conversation uh, with a with an insurance agency yesterday uh, relative to fraud and uh, electronic funds transfers and controls. Um, so this is a, you know, those are, the, don't take those lightly. I mean, I could go on probably for days of all the topics that have been coming at us in 2023. But uh, once again, I didn't want to overwhelm the audience today. And I think the ones that we did select um, are alarming enough. <laughs>
Yes. Well, you know, I think you touched upon, if I'm accounting right, about 10 topics right there. So you've set the stage for our future podcast as we continue into 2023. And I just want to thank you for all the great information that you've initiated today that I want to assure our audience you you will hear podcasts about these topics, uh, addressing them in much more in-depth uh, uh, detail. Yeah. This is Len Suzio with Geodata Vision. And this is Dean Stockford from Eminem Eminem Consulting saying thank you for listening to today's podcast. And please let us know of any additional topics you'd like to hear in future episodes. Thanks for listening to the Compliance 911 Show. If you like the podcast, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you're at it, please give us a like and review to help others find the show. As always, links are in the show notes, and you can always find us online at compliance911show.com. Follow M&M Consulting and Geodata Vision on LinkedIn for all the latest news and information on compliance hot topics.